Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather, or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come. Get set with your favorite tea or coffee for the run. And let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light, and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Before we jump right into the episode today, I just want to check in to see whether you are living the life that you deserve and the life of your dreams. So what I'm super passionate about is kind of acknowledging where you've come from and guiding you with positive influence to where you want to go. And this reflects in all of the work that I do. So I don't just work one job. I don't just teach yoga. I also have other businesses where I'm recruiting other people like myself who have a really high energy and have this desire to want to connect to other souls from all sorts of areas. And this is also a means to be able to have passive income coming in from many different streams. So if that is something that you are interested in and want to know more about it, please reach out to me and you can get in contact with me via my phone number or my Instagram or my Facebook or email. And I've provided all of that in the show notes and you'll be able to find me. So I really, really look forward to hearing from you, connecting with you and potentially even working with you. Let's do this. So today on the episode, we have the legendary Morgan T. Nelson. I'm going to include the T in there. I feel like it's important for some reason. Uh, But he's a 27-year-old legend from the Gold Coast who basically went from being emotionally and financially broke at the age of 21 to now being, you know, he was financially free at 23. So I will let him explain exactly what that means when I let him speak. But he's gone on to build a six-figure online business in the network marketing space, and he leads thousands of other young people in 18 different countries across the globe. So in terms of like finding people that I'm looking towards to emulate their success, I came across Morgan's work and absolutely loved the way that he was putting his message out there, reached out and he said that he would come onto the podcast. So without further ado, I'm going to let Morgan introduce himself, telling you the why behind what got him to where he is today. Awesome. Lauren, what's good? So, so happy to be here. Sorry. Thanks so much for bringing me on here. 
so welcome. Um, in. so so you want me to you want me to smash into my whole story? This is the kind of the whole uh, thing of this, right? I just want it all. Yeah. So I've heard your story, but I want you know yeah. my viewers and listeners to be like, who is this dude, and why do you keep getting random people coming in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah, cool. So, so, so many people kind of see me now on Facebook or like yourself, they hear on a podcast and, and they, it's very easy to kind of see people for where they are now. And, you know, yeah, I have created a six figure business. Uh, I will make my first million dollars this year before 28. Uh, that's the goal. I've got actually a couple months left. And, uh, cause I really just want to say a millionaire at 27, but you know, like, so all this, you can hear all these things. I speak in stages all around the world and, um, you know, I've had some incredible guests on my podcast and people can kind of see all of that now and they can be like, wow, it's so easy for you or, you know, or whatever, but they either have come along during the journey or they just forget what happened actually at the start. So I'll take everybody way back, um, as fast as I can. So we can just crush out a ton of value in this podcast, but when I, when I finished when I finished school, the only reason I stayed to year twelve was for the parties and the girls. There was no other reason I was there, and I just knew it was fun. I was having a whole bunch of fun. And when we finished there, I was pretty much told that I wasn't really going to be able to go and study anything to become successful, as they said. So I was best to go and get a job, work with my hands, trade time for money, because it's going to be my best chance ever building some kind of life for myself. So I chose to believe that for a while, and I I went on a bit of a journey through Europe traveled and I came back I tried to avoid it for a while I was like no I'm just gonna travel I'm gonna be free I want to live my life I did that came back I was broke and I was like dang I maybe I gotta do this whole job thingy and that's what I did I found myself into an apprenticeship as a carpenter and what was happening was here I was thinking like I just came back from traveling all the time having freedom doing whatever I want and I found myself working 9 10 11 hours a day five to six hours five six days a week and on the first day on the job site, we start at six o'clock and this was 3.30 in the afternoon. And my boss says to me, Morgan, you can go home early today because it's your first day. And I said, this is early. What, what does a normal day look like? And he's like, oh, well, you usually do 10 or 11, 11 hours a day. I said, how many days a week? And he said, six. And I said to myself, for how many years? And the answer was until the day you die, because that's what the world's con- con- conditioned us to believe you know you need to work you need to go to school get good grades you go to college university you get more good grades you go get a job work you out the corporate ladder and you work until the day you die that's the absolute reality of it unless you can be really smart savvy get educated financially get on some good podcasts like this and get educated around how you can sort of do life differently unfortunately that's kind of what the world's got in plan for you so i didn't really like that i thought this is shit clearly it's not working for anybody else they're not happy they're not successful so I set out to try and make some more money. I was always had my mind open. I was wanting to find new things. And I, so I took on a job that was paying me a little bit more money because here's what I thought. I thought that if I want to get ahead more, I need to get around different, I go to different places, you know, and pretty much just charge more for my time. That's what I thought was. I'm going to work harder. And I went away where I was just completely in the wrong environment where my days were just living off alcohol, living off drugs, you know, drugs to wake up, drugs to go to sleep, drugs keep going through the day. And it put me in such a depressive hole where at 19 years old, I actually attempted to kill myself because I thought it was the only way actually just like this whole life thing is just fucked. It's not working for me. I can't figure it out. And, you know, I poor me, I got the wrong end of the stick. 
And what I realized was I started to have a bit more of an adventure. I was like, how come there's moments of my life where I felt really happy and I'm really enjoying my life and things just feel like they're really going well. And then I can be in some pits like this where I think I'm trying to end my life. What's the difference here? And the answer, and I, was, I was having these like questions asking myself, 19 years old. And my answer was, you're in the wrong environment. I was like, hmm, that's some quite good wisdom, Morgan, wherever that came from. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, screw it. You know, like I got to get out of this environment because all the people around me right now, that's all they're doing. They're taking drugs, they're, ta- they're drinking all the time. They're depressed. They're angry. They hate their life. And they've got, they've got no purpose to life. Like they, they're just working all day, every single day. And we were doing about 80 hours a week at this stage. That's all we did. So I got out of that place and I started to realize that, you know, there's got to be some kind of recipe to success. There has to be, because how come some people can have a really successful life and they can be happy and joyful and have all the things they want and have their dream life and other people are living a miserable life that they might think far out. I just got this given to me. But the reality is the fastest you can just take a hundred percent radical responsibility of every aspect of your life on where you are the faster you can take control again and change it into what you want it to become. See, everyone's self-made. We hear people say self-made millionaire, self-made billionaire. How often do you hear people say, I'm a self-made mediocre. I'm a self-made $50,000 a year earner. I'm a self-made depressed. I'm self-made alcoholic. No one ever says that shit because it's only the people who aren't happy with where they are don't admit that they put themselves there. The only people who say they're self-made are the people who are happy with where they are. So what that says is you're in control of where you are. So all your choices, your decisions, the people you hang around with, your habits, your thoughts, everything leads you to where you are right now. Now, the positive thing is if you're listening to this and you're like, this guy's a dick because I'm not happy with where I am. Stay with me because the cool thing is the first part is actually realizing far out. I'm not happy where I am. Now I've got some leverage. Let's go. We've got some pain. With some pain, right? And we can actually shift from this if you choose. So that's what I did. I realized that, man, I got to get around other people. I changed my environment. I kept going. I kept looking for different ways to make more money. I kept hustling. And then at 21 years old, I was introduced to network marketing by a friend of mine. And I called it a cult. I called it a pyramid. I called it all this shit. And then what I realized was I had really big opinions, but a very little bank account. Also a very direct correlation with people who are unhappy. Because I was one of these people. This is how I can say it. So I jumped into network marketing. I sucked at it like most people do when they start anything in the beginning. I was really, really crap. And, but I kept, I started modeling the people like you were saying, like you want to model me, right? Because, and thank you. I, I love you. I'm humbled. Um, <laughs> you know, you do, I was doing that. I was like, I need to find people who have what I want and listen to them. Because I was at this meeting and they're telling me that they're making six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures a year, traveling around the world, doing, having life the way they want. They're telling me I can have all these things too. While my dad's best friend, who's never made more than $50,000 a year, still works at a bank at 50 years old, is telling me that you can't do that. Those things don't work. You suck, blah, blah, blah. Go get a real job. Mm. Who the hell am I actually going to listen to? The people who have what I want or the people who don't have what I want? These are, this is another thing that people listen to all the people that are comfortable to listen to the people who aren't going to test them, the people who aren't going to challenge them. But if you start listening to the people and let your gut lead you and pull you to where you need to go, and you have to start letting go of different tables. Here's the thing, because 
you know, I, I talk about these four pillars of success. And the first one is you need to have the right environment. You need to have the right environment around you, okay? Second one is the right vehicle. I found Network Marketing 21. But when you want to find the right vehicle, it's like right now you're currently sitting at a table, okay? And there's all these other people sitting around the table and you're all eating together. Everyone's eating the same food, talking the same language. Everyone gets each other. Everyone's comfortable, right? They're comfortable. And then perhaps you look over and you see another table. And this table looks a little bit better. They got silverware at the table, eating nicer food. They're dressed a little bit better. They look happier, actually. They're talking about ideas, goals, dreams, impact, income. Talking about all this kind of stuff that you and your inside of you actually goes, I actually think I belong there more. At some point, you have to get up from this table and walk over to the other table. And what you'll realize is that that other table is so much more welcoming than your first table, funny enough. And, but this is the thing. As soon as you do get up, you fall into a space called no man's land where you can kind of be one foot in, one foot out. We're like far out. I think I really want that but I'm actually too scared to fully leave because all these guys might throw peas at me or all these other guys, they might say something to me. But the thing is when you move away to the other table and you go further enough, the conversation is so much better here where you can't hear anything else happening at the other table anymore. But often what people do when they're not in the right environment, okay, and they're not in the right vehicle, they can get up and stand in the middle thinking that they're on the right path, but they remember that they left something at the other table and they go back and this is what happens so when i when i chose to jump into network marketing i saw so many people also do it and we all got up from the table at once i'm like hey we're going for this and one by one i saw people just go oh wait i forgot that i left my my average income over here i forgot that i left my mediocre life over here i might go back and get that and i go fuck that i want to go and get everything i'm put on this earth for I had a conversation with Les Brown earlier this week and I said to him, I asked him, I said, Les, do you truly believe that everyone can live their dream life? And he said, that's why we're here. He said 400 trillion chances to one of you being born and put on this earth. Oh, got <laughs> you you had, like God, universe, whatever, had, had a lot of decisions, a lot of decisions, right? And he picked you. He put you here for a reason. Everyone's got their gifts. Everyone's got their talents. Everyone's got the book inside them, the speech they want to give, the podcast that they want to create. Everyone's got that business they want to build, those people they want to impact, that school they want to build, the charity they want to create. Everyone's got that thing and they're just waiting for the right moment or they're hoping that the people who are too scared to go after their dreams will just maybe stop complaining or stop giving them shit when they want to go after theirs. So the thing is, the world's actually waiting for you to go and create what you want to create go and do that thing you want to do because that is why you're here so often people wait and they're like well am i meant to do this i'm like yeah of course you are if, if the visions come to you and the ideas come to you it's yours so go and create it unapologetically go and pursue your dreams so i found that work marketing okay i fell forward for so many years i fell on my face i sucked then I eventually realized the third pillar of success, which is the right time. Yeah. And I was like, huh? Because like I said to you before we started recording, I sucked for the first one year, two years. Then in my third year, I actually made the decision when now is the right time. And I went all in. See, you can do anything 99% and think 
you're doing your best, but unless you got that extra 1%, it's not really going to go too far. Like, let's say, do you have a, do you have a partner, Lauren? No. No. Okay. Let's, let's say you, you got a boo. Okay. Sure. And, and he comes home to you and he says, Hey baby, I'm 99% sure that you're the woman of my dreams. Want to get married? What's what going to be your 1%? response? Like, what? what? Oh, but he's, he's gone 99% <laughs> and people on. look at what's missing, right? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what people do. Everyone, everyone's, oh, I'm just going to try this thing. I'm just mm. going to try. I'm, I'm going to do just 90%. I'm going to do 99%, right? Then let, you just go make the decision actually go all in. And when you go all in on things, holy crap, man, it's easy. It's yeah. easy. It's simple because the decisions are already made. Nothing's going to turn you off course. When you cut, when, if you want to go to the island, you need to be brave enough to lose sight of the shore. But it's never going to happen if the rope is still anchored to the jetty. You got to cut the rope and actually just go. Have the bravery and go, you know what? I don't know if my ship's actually going to make it, but fuck, we're going to find out right. and actually just go, right? And then if it sinks, just learn how to swim and you're going to be fine, right? Because that's the thing. You got to adapt. You got to adapt to what's happening. You got to learn new skills, okay? So I decided it was the right time. When I decided that, I built a six-figure business within about six months after that. I was living in Mexico, which was my dream. Sunsets every day, tacos every day, margaritas. You know, I was freaking loving it. Um, the Wi-Fi got really crappy. There's earthquakes every single day. So we're like, okay, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to move on from Mexico. And then, then we moved to Bali. And I spent uh, just over two years living in Bali. We have a villa there. Um, it's bloody gorgeous, you know. And yeah, I was really able to just build this dream life, you know. And then the fourth thing, because I started to really, I was like, you know, I was hustling this business. And lately, I've really realized that this fourth pillar is really important, which is becoming the right you. Yeah. Now, the right you is built into needing the right value system, the right beliefs and the right attitude. You know, you need, to, you need to actually value what you want to create. So if someone's trying to build a health and wellness business, but they actually just value partying, drinking and taking drugs, they're not in alignment and they're not going to actually build what they want to create. Okay. So it's about really sort of either changing the vehicle or in that case, I would suggest changing your own core values, you know, changing that up. Um, and then the second one is the belief. You know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right either way. And really just going to work into this and put like, I've invested. Sometimes people ask me like, Morgan, I've got $2,000 to invest. Where should I invest it? I say you always. And again, and again, and again, until you've got like $100,000 to invest. And then I don't know, go talk to a property person or do, do something. But I've spent every single dollar back into myself. I've only started investing in like stocks and shares and things like that in the last 12 months. Yeah. Every dollar I've invested in the past six years has gone straight into me, but I don't know anything else that can get me that kind of return on investment unless I had to put like hundred thousand dollars on Dogecoin at the start of last year. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's not my forte. And, so I'm not going to give yeah. any advice in that. Oh, area. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a meme. It's a meme coin. And um, you know, and then having the right attitude, the attitude is what really gets people to where they want to need to go. Because like I was saying, being self-made, you're self-made either way. And 100%. you know, you got to have the attitude of, of what you want. And you know, there's three kinds of people in the world. There's people who are going to watch, they're going to they um, complain about the wind. One person will sit there and complain about the wind. Oh my God, look at this wind. Oh, would you look at that? It's changed again. Oh, and just complain, you know, and they, like you probably even know those kinds of people. I was definitely one. 
And then the second type of person sits there and they meditate and they wait for the full moon and they get their crystals in alignment and they manifest and they dream and they just hope the wind will change. The wind oh. will change with my intention and my visualization. It's going to happen, right? And they sit there and they do nothing. Okay. Which is called the law of inaction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. And the third person just gets up and they change the fucking sails. It's been the yeah. realist. I just get up and go, what's not working right now in my life? I'm going to change it. Who can I learn off? Who can I model? And how can I actually start to create the stuff that I want to create? So that kind of all happened. And I started to really realize all of that, really diving into the right you more in the last few years. And um, that's bound to help catapult my income. I've created you know, a few more businesses now. Um, yeah. And things that, yeah, I'm really, really excited for what we're creating now. So that's, that's a bit of uh, my story. It's sort of up to, up to now. That I had to hold back at so many times of like, I'm such a excitable person that has, you know, ideas. And I was like, Lauren, you just need to be present, listen to what he's saying and just chill. And whatever questions come after that, it will be fine because I just have so many points that I want to, I want to speak to, like, particularly in terms of, you know, when we go back that far and I personally do not agree with like, pardon me, the education system that is currently operating in schools and universities and shit like that. Like I, I appreciate what I got from it, but the thing that I love about, that you do is that you're in it strikes me that you're in the self-education and the people business right like you're telling them this is my story I am not defined by this story that I tell you but it also humbles you to be able to go every every client you have they'll be drawn to you because of your story right so you kind of have to relive going through that. And it's, it's a chance to never forget where you came from. And I think like you were saying at the beginning of when you started speaking was like people see, you know, the millionaire Morgan rolling around like, oh, life's good. And it's like, but it wasn't always that way. Um, and I think, you know, the switch that I hear when you speak is like what we're saying, you either move towards pleasure or you move away from pain. And so in that time between when you were, you know, you weren't interested in in getting the results that you are now, you obviously made a switch at some point to actually establish like values and, you know, a different attitude belief. Like, do you have them written up somewhere or are they like a, a go-to that you look at every day in terms of what you do to, um, move towards your goals every day? Yeah. So my goals, absolutely. I've got, I've got pictures up on my board. I write my goals down every single morning when I wake up. Um, that's, that's super, super important because, you know, Earl Nightingale said once, he's like, the problem with man, men, humans, there's a very old recording, right? Wasn't politically correct back uh, then. Um, <laughs> the, the problems with humans is that they just don't think you know, and if you're not going to plan your future, you're going to fall into someone else's plan of theirs. And what they've got planned for you is nothing too exciting. So if I ask you, if I say to you, let's say I'm over there in Perth with you and I say, Hey, Lauren, let's go get pizza for dinner tonight. And you say, okay, let's get pizza. Now for the rest of our day, we're going to start thinking, Hmm, 
what kind of pizza should we get? Should we go out for pizza tonight? If we are, which restaurant do we go to? Or do we do we order in Domino's? Or do we go to the shops and make a pizza? Is it going to be vegan? Does pineapple go on pizza? Yes or no? Definitely All these not. different things. It definitely does not. And <laughs> the thing is, we're going to start to look for ways to create our desired goal for that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we going to go out? Different options. And what will actually start to happen? And, we'll, and really weird, our friend might even come over with a pizza voucher and say, oh my God, this was just in the letterbox. And then we go, oh my God, we were thinking of pizza tonight. And because we were aware of it, we saw the opportunity. We called up and we got a discount. Can I Most just interrupt you for even... a second? I'm actually having yeah. pizza tonight and a friend is coming around to make them with me. So oh I don't know God. how you did that, but... <laughs> I got many, many talents over here. Um, But the thing here is, right? If you never thought about having pizza tonight, what are the chances of you actually calling your friend and making that happen? What are the chances of actually planning it out? What are the chances that you're actually going to look for ways to create what you want to create? If you didn't think about it in the first place, what would have happened was dinner time would have came around. you, You would have said, I'm hungry. And then you would have been like, oh, fuck. Now, now the pain's so high where you're going to sell for anything. Mm. You have peanut butter on toast. You'd be like, man, I'm just so hungry. I just need something. And what happens is you settle for less. You mm. settle for the bare minimum. You settle for mediocrity. And the simple thing is, is just setting goals. Right. So that's why I write down my goals every single day, every single day, because I know exactly where I'm going. Right. And it's super, super important. And, and we're talking about values. Well, you mentioned values. Yeah, this is something, you know, because every single person on this earth, whether you believe it or not, operates out of their value system. And the crazy thing is some people don't even know what their values are, but they're running their lives every single day. So if I said to you, hey, I'm going to come over to Perth, let's go skydiving. What would you say? Sure. I haven't done it before, but it scares the shit out of me. And yes. Okay, beautiful. So you're a little bit scared, but you're also kind of open-minded. Okay. So you might value adventure Mm. but you also might value safety security you might value some of those things as well because you'd be like that sounds like a really bad idea um (laughs) even though it's not it's completely safe by the way but here's the thing because automatically your decision your answer is being driven off your value system and what you define as important to you Mm. not to me okay and so often people that's why people like well i can't understand why doesn't bob like doing this why can't this 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 because they have different values. Yeah. And some people might be listening to this thing. Well, I don't value when to become successful. And I encourage you to think about what does success mean to you? Because sometimes people think success means you have to become a multi-millionaire. But I truly think success is really just being able to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it with, with whoever you want to do it with. Yeah. Right? And just having, having the choice and freedom. Everyone's different. So it's about really sort of identifying your values and having them work in alignment with you. So I used to value fun as my highest value, which is why it took me so many years to really start my business properly. Because when my friends would call me up, if I said to myself, tonight, I'm going to be working my business. It's a Friday night. I'm working my business. My mates call me up and say, hey, we're going out to the bar. Do you want to come? Bunch of girls, whatever. I'm like, yep, I'm there. Let's go. Because my values is fun. That's what makes my decision. It's more important to me than doing the work. So it wasn't until I really switched them up and I made success as a higher value. And now my values is love, success, and fun. So everything I do, 
is going to be done at a heart space. I want to create an impact. I want to help people. I'm going to look for creative ways where we can always win, where everyone can win. We can create success. And we need to have a whole bunch of fun along the way. If one of those things, one of those three things are lacking for me, I feel very unfulfilled. I don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware of that. So it's, it's super, super important. And also what we were talking about before with being finding the pain. Okay. Yeah. So, so often many people can be, you know, maybe even listening to this and like, well, I'm not too happy with where I am in life. And sometimes people just make the decision right now when they're aware of it and they go, I'm not happy where I am. I'm going to start progressing forward towards what I want to do. I'm going to start listening to more successful people. I'm going to start digesting all the content that they put out. I'm going to start setting goals, you know, and I'm just going to start moving toward what I want. And then sometimes people need so much pain in their life before they can even make the decision because there's pain either way. There's the pain of growth and discomfort, pain of doing something new, pain of maybe breaking some old habits and patterns, or there's the pain of being exactly where you are two, three, four, five years from now. The only difference is it's either in the moment or it's delayed. And we live in a society where people like delaying gratification because we get everything we want right now. Mm. We talk to Siri, she answers, Amazon answers, everything, Netflix. Like remember when we used to had to go to Blockbusters to get a movie and if it wasn't in, we just couldn't get it. Now it's like, how can I stream this movie in two minutes or less quickly, bada bing, bada boom. We want things super fast. And what that happens is people do anything they can for the momentarily gain. Yeah. But if they were to really look across the next five years, if they could if they could go forward five years in their life and they could see themselves living the same life, same income, same body, same friends. And if that doesn't make them sick, then I don't know really what will because a lot of the time everything's compounding. So right. negative habits and stuff like this can compound negatively over time. So in five years time, your life probably won't be the same. It's probably going to be worse. Right. There's going to be more bills. Inflation is going to be higher. Do you even have that job? Do you still have that relationship because of your habits? Who knows what could happen? So if people would actually go forward and say, far out, that's what it's going to look like. And they could bring that pain into the moment. That's what's going to help them shift. Because there's a story of this little boy and he's walking down the street. And he sees this old man on the porch with his dog. And the dog is sitting there just crying and crying and crying and howling and howling. The dog's just crying, just making so much noise. And the little boy couldn't help himself. And he goes up to the old man. And he says, hey, mate, what's wrong with your dog over there? And the old man says, well, you see some, he's sitting on a nail. And he goes, okay, then why doesn't he get off the nail? And the old man says, well, because it doesn't hurt enough for him yet. And so often people wow. are waiting in life for that rock bottom moment to make the decision. Yeah. They're waiting for that time to lose all their money. They're waiting for their job to be lost. They're waiting for their girlfriend or partner or whatever to leave them. They're waiting for these things for, for them to actually go realize that they're not happy where they are when they can make the decision right now. And then you, you kind of fall into the trap of being away motivated or toward motivated. Because yes, pain is so much more motivating. It gets you going. But what happens is once you're off the nail, the pain goes away and you go, ah, you know what? You go from a seven, you go from a six out of 10 life to a seven out of 10 life. And you go, you know what? This seven's not too bad. It's better than six. You know, I'll just chill here at seven instead of looking forward to a 10 out of 10 life and going, I want 10 and going toward what you want. And lots of people, they stay in this pattern of self-sabotaging 
So what happens is they want to drop 10 kilos. They go on the diet. They, you know, they, they link up an out team. We help them lose 10 kilos, right? We, they, they drop the weight, the pain goes. And three months later, they start binge eating again, start binge eating. And they come back to the pain again because they sabotage to bring them back to where they were before. Once the pain gets too hard, oh, lose 10 kilos again. Wow. And they just stay in this loop. How you can break this, people who are maybe recognizing this going, this is exactly where I am. I have a financial threshold. Once I make X amount of dollars, I feel happy. I'm content. I'm not, I don't have that pain anymore. How you can break this is start to celebrate every single moment. Because us as humans, we start to fall in, we, we like repetition. So I know you love your story. So here's another story. Yes. There's this guy, Pavlo's dogs does this test, right? And what he did was he had these two massive, let's just call them Great Danes, okay? And he would ring the doorbell and his dogs would come sprinting out the front and he would drop them some meat, okay? And every day he'd ring the doorbell, doorbell and he'd drop them some meat. So the, he would push the doorbell, the dogs would come running out, they'd sit there and saliva come, they're all coming out of their mouth because they're waiting. They're like, yeah, I know I'm getting the meat. They get the meat and he does this over and over and over. Eventually he stops giving them meat. And when he pushes the doorbell, the dogs not only come sprinting, but they sit there and they start salivating, waiting for the meat, even though it never comes. Mm. So eventually if you keep celebrating all the amazing things that you're doing, you're celebrating every single milestone, your body's actually going to start to release more natural chemicals out of your, out of its brain, feel good chemicals, and you're going to start to crave the next little success versus looking for the pain again where you can go backwards. So it's all about celebrating the little moments and moving closer and closer towards what you want. Morgan, have you read or listened to um, Who Moved My Cheese? I haven't, no. Dude, get on it. It's such a beautiful story. It's so simple. It basically tells the story of like four mice and like two are actually mice and two are, are human versions of mice. And it talks about like how quickly we get conditioned, right? <clears throat> so they're in like a little, they're in like a little mice maze. And um, and I've done an episode of this called Who Moved My Tea instead. Um, because as humans, we get so conditioned to our environment, but animals, like they, they kind of go in and they put their running shoes on and they're like, oh, I'm going to assess the situation every day, which kind of ties in with what you were saying about goals of like every day you put your little running shoes on, you put your cap on and you're like, I'm going to write out my goals like a legend. Um, whereas people get what they want, like you were talking about saying, you know, they they go, oh, like this feels really good and I'm in the high of it. And so it's like, oh, you know, a little bit slower the next day. And it's like, ah, oh, I'm going to have what I have. It's going to be there. And they take things for granted. And so it's basically a story of how we can withstand change and not be influenced by change, which is something that I teach with yoga um, in terms of why it's so important to assess where you're at and where you've come from and essentially where you want to go. But I'll, I'll leave that story for you to look up, but it's really, really cool because it just goes to show how sabotaging humans are. And like on the contra to, um, you know, the salivating and going like, oh, like I'm hungry and I want more. It's like, then there's the ones who just sit and they wait and they expect for it to happen. It's like, oh, why is this happening to me? Or 
like it'll come oh yeah sitting on your your moon rock with your crystals i love crystals and and the moon so um but i also believe i feel like and peanut butter i'm like can you just stop saying everything i love um but i also like i believe, know you i know i'm just like dude don't look into my soul it's confronting it's like having a cat look at you and you're like you've known everything i've done and it's weird um well you know yeah. the interesting thing what? i was gonna say something else to really like i was gonna say something else I was going to say, um, you don't know what else I know. Freak you out a little bit. Mm. Um, But the thing, everyone is everybody. We're all connected. 100%. Like, because our perception, our perception of the world is our projection of internally. So what we like about other people is what we like about ourselves. And the most amazing part is what we don't like in other people is what we don't like about ourselves. Or disconnected can, to from ourselves. Yeah, well. or what we need to shine a light on and look at, right? Because yeah. how can me and you both sit side by side and look at one person and both have a completely different image, idea, memory, and experience of that person? Yeah. Because like our, our brain has like 11 million bits of information per second. And we can only we can only actually, so our brain distorts, generalizes and deletes information because it, it goes through this process really, really fast. So we don't blow up our head and it just gives us what we actually need. Hmm. And it's all based on like how that information gets delivered to you and me is completely different. So we can see a whole situation completely different from each other, but who's right, who's wrong. Yeah. You know, and when people really start to understand this, that everyone just has a different perception of the world. And how they view the world and how they understand it and what they make things mean is how they're going to act. And the faster that we can kind of actually understand how unique human beings are and how amazing it is, we can really start to admire and get really, um, you know, like instead, I don't get frustrated. I, I try my hardest not to get frustrated more. I, I get curious. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I get fascinated. Instead of frustration, I get fascinated. I'm like, this is very fascinating. How can this person be a so worthy stupid? opponent? Oh, you know what I mean? How can this person be like this? So fascinating. You know, I'm like, hmm, totally. well, what could this teach about me? What am I meant to be learning right now? I just get freaking fascinated instead of reacting to it and, and losing my shit, right? So um, it doesn't actually blow my mind at all that that <laughs> we're, very, we're very common. I guess that's why we've been linked up to, to do this right now too. Totally. Like you obviously... Um, yeah, have gone through many stages in life, not just from like, you know, growing up to where you are now, but in terms of what we were saying and like people duplicate success and, you know, I'm looking to you towards doing that and other people that I bring in, but people so commonly subject themselves to duplicating like mediocre, like it's the, you know, the self-made mediocre that people don't actually say, but they're they just speak with what they know. So like whose story did you resonate with um, initially to kind of go like, holy shit, I need to make a change. And I've seen that this has been done before by someone that I really respect because like we don't make changes unless we see ourselves in someone generally first. Well, that's, that's mm. kind of how I see it anyway. Yeah. You know, there's been so many along the way. Um, you know, one of my best mates, he was the one who kind of showed me that, hey, you know, you can live a happy life. You can have freedom, have money, you know. 
Uh, and then thankfully, because of network marketing, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for the industry as well. You know, and I think, I think anyone who wanted to really kind of flex their entrepreneurial muscle should definitely get involved in network marketing because you learn the skill set. That's another thing I had to chat with Les Brown about. He goes, I said, Les, I heard a rumor that you did network marketing. He said, oh, yes. He goes, where do you think I learned my skill set? He says, uh... the most incredible profession ever learning how to present, learning how to sell, learning how to be a leader, learning systems and all this kind of stuff. But the most incredible thing is it starts to give you belief internally that you can actually become someone better than who you are right now. Because mm. they say that the entrepreneur journey is lonely. I think it's such bullshit. And if you I choose agree. the wrong vehicle, 100%. Yeah, if you choose the wrong vehicle and then also people in our generation, we love collaborating. That's, that's what we're all about. We love linking up and helping each other. And you know, so thankfully inside the industry, I had so many other people that had already done it before me. You know, they've become millionaires or they've created six figure or multiple six figure businesses. And I was able to sort of get, you know, model them, you know, and that's the cool thing, like free mentorship, you know, and be able to have people that have done what I want to do and be able to just model them and get on their team calls, listen to their trainings, go and meet them, have dinner with them and uh, catch up face to face and stuff with them at, at events and all of that, you know? So once I kind of started to, you know, got over that point where I could actually believe this could be possible for me as well. Um, I think the next person who I really model is just one of my mentors, David. Um, I think he just lives the most incredible life ever. Um, he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. He owns an island. He's own, he owns his own private island in Belize with Jack Canfield. You know, so wow. he's doing really well in life. He's not a billionaire or anything, but, he, but the thing is, he's so much happier and there's such a better quality life than some billionaires I do know. And we had this conversation a while ago. He goes, look, he's like, look at my life. He's like, I live such a better life than these guys that we both knew that they were billionaires. And he goes, because like they work a lot more. They got a lot more responsibility. He's like, I'm off the radar. He's in Antigua in the Caribbean right now living on his freaking yacht because he just wants to. And he flies back to Canada and he's just so happy. You know, he's so freaking happy. He's very generous, loves life, has the best time for him. He just enjoys the crap out of life. So he's someone I really sort of uh, model on a whole success and just i think how you should just view and, and live in the world as well so yeah that's freaking wicked isn't it when you see that and i think once you get to that point where you can indulge in somebody else's happiness without resentment i think that's essentially like you've made it but not in terms of you've made it settle you're done it's like now nah, you can genuinely um yeah, like delight in other people's success. Because when we're when we're not doing that and we're looking at other people like, oh, well, it's good for you, isn't it? Everything's just bloody great. And it's like, it is. Yeah. Like you how can, can you, how can you ever have that? How can you have what you resent? Exactly. Like how's that how's that possible? Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's there there was a turning point in my life, absolutely. Um, where like I remember I was on the building site one day and I would look at one of the other builders and I was like, wow, like he rocks up in this brand new car with a brand new trailer and he was doing really well. And I was like, that's amazing. I want that one day. Then my boss goes, what a dickhead. He's a little, kept going. And then I asked him, I said, well, what about if you had that? He goes, oh yeah, it'd be, it'd be different though. And he had this excuse. It'd be different because it's just this victim mindset, you know? Yeah. But the, the thing is like, how can you have what you resent? Because then you'd be resenting you which wow. isn't how we're created. You're not going to move towards something that's going to put you less than. It's just not how we're created. And when I see people doing better than me, I get inspired. I get yeah. fascinated. 
you know, that really just excites me that, that there's so much abundance in this world that we can all win. That's what I truly believe. There's a little story that I'm going to share with you that, um, cause I assume that, you know, if we're anything similar that you love stories as well. And this one always, um, it comes through to me when I remember it, it was like this book given to me when I was still working as a paramedic and like this dude who nobody liked, I just, I don't know. I just never took on what other people said. And I was like, I'm going to know for myself. And he was just like this absolute legend, like almost like a Japanese master. And I said to him, like probably the second day, I was like, I think you're my teacher of some kind. And he's like, and from there, we created this like awesome bond. But one day he gave me a book and it was called Illusions. And he said, read this. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. And for me, sometimes I'm a slow learner, but when I get something, I get it and I'll never forget it. And this particular story in the way that it was written really resonated um, because I love the water and it was talking about, you know, there's all these people or little fishes or whatever you want to call them and just think of these fishes as having hands and everything's like under the water and there's some that are just like holding onto the rocks and the pebbles at the bottom. And you're like trying so hard to hold on to what you know and all of the things that you were taught. Um, what, meanwhile, like the currents going by, all of that. And one day, like, you know, you go like, but what if I actually just chose to let go and chose to just like go with the flow and where that takes me? It's like, so he does that, that one fish or that one person, if you want to put it in that way, let's go. And they, you know, they go with the current, but they get like beaten and knocked with the rocks. And it's like, oh crap. Like, you know, it's this reminder that the first time that you let go and the first time that you try network marketing and the first time that you quit your big time job and try something new, you're going to feel like super uncomfortable and it's not going to come without adversity. But the more times you remember to let go, you end up at this rock pool at the end and you're like, oh, here's all the other fucking awesome people that I've been waiting to meet. Like, my whole life so like why would you not do that as early as you can and something that I commonly hear people going oh like it's too late and I'm like bullshit I have seen people on seminars at like 70 doing this so like and people mm -hmm. with like no arms no legs like deaf different languages so um maybe just speaking to your perspective of like decisions versus excuses or maybe even like that oh actually where my mind was going it was kind of in terms of like Eminem albums of like you know he goes through encore revival relapse recovery all of that kind of stuff and it's like I feel like that's how I kind of want my life to progress or can see parts of my life in that where we we go into something we're like yes we've made it and then you kind of relapse and you're like oh shit going back mm. to familiarity but then you do reach a point where it's like, nah, now I'm at phenomenal. Like I cannot go back to that really, really crappy space that triggered me into like my lowest of lows. I don't know if yeah, I made we, sense then. There's a lot there, <laughs> but um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is I, I think so many people, because if people, people love certainty, it's one of the six human needs, right? People actually need certainty. It's a very important thing. Like you, if you weren't certain that the roof over your head right now was going to hold you up, hold up, 
you wouldn't be able to focus on anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? Zero, yeah. It's a human instinct. You'd be like, I ain't fucking staying in this building. This roof could fall. I'm not certain this roof will, fall, will stand. But you're certain that it's going to be fine. So you're quite relaxed right now. Yeah. So when it comes to people's goals, um, people need certainty. They, they need that certainty. So the reason why they're holding on is because they go, well, I know for sure if I don't take any risk, this is exactly what I'm going to end up with, which is why people can stay living a seven out of 10 life for their whole life. Because they're like, you know what? You know, seven out of 10 is not that bad. And this is the worst thing to do. They justify. Well, it's not that bad. You know, two weeks holiday per year. You know what? People got it worse than me. It could be worse, you know, but it could be better. Yes. Well. You know? And people just, they, they think they live in this seven out of 10 lifestyle and, and they just know, well, you know what? If I stay holding on, I know at least I can get that. But if I let go, it's a risk. Yeah, it could be great, but it could also go worse. And I don't want to risk that, so I'm going to stay here. And which, which actually never happens because you can't progress forward in life and grow and stretch yourself without getting better. Mm-hmm. But it's about continually living up. So every single time in my life where I feel like, like what you were saying, it's like you can achieve this thing, then you feel like you're back to square one again. Because there's so many things we talk about here, but you, you, you got to enjoy the journey. Yeah. So many people focus on the pursuit of happiness and they forget about the happiness in the pursuit. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's I like actually that. waking up every single day and being excited about what you're doing, loving what you're doing. You know, I, I personally don't like the Like people ask me, oh, you work in this weekend. What are you talking about? Like I work every single day because why would I want to have a break? I love what I do. I love what yeah. I do. It's amazing. I don't, I don't like some, every single day I go to sleep. I'm like, far out. How's it at the end of the day? Already? Like, I can't believe the time of the day that it is right now. I, I just can't, I'm like, far out. I need more time in the day because I just want, <laughs> I want to keep doing things, you know, because I'm doing things that excite me. I'm going towards, I'm taking the risk. I'm building things I'm creating. And like I said before, it's really just having that courage. People are waiting for certainty, which is confidence. Yeah. And you've got confidence in something, you have certainty that you can do it. You can get on to this podcast again and again because you're becoming more confident now. Where day one, you might have been shitting yourself a little bit, being like, I don't know if I can do this because there was uncertainty there, right? Mm-hmm. Then you do it again and again and again and again. And now you become confident. You build certainty. Where on day one, you needed a little thing called courage because mm. courage comes first and then confidence follows. But people think that, you know what? I'm going to go to sleep one more day on my dreams and just hope that tomorrow I'll wake up with confidence to achieve them. doesn't happen like that. It starts by taking one step of courage and having no idea what's going to happen. Having the courage to fall straight on your face and be okay with it because the only way you can quit, the only way you can fail at anything is to quit. Yeah. Okay. But every single new level, new devil. That's what they say. Yeah. New level, new devil. You achieve something, you get a new higher thing, awesome. You'll get punched in the face again with a new challenge. Because if you don't humble yourself, if you let your ego take, in, take over control, the universe is going to do it for you. Something's going to happen in your life. You know? And if, you, if you're not working on those four pillars, like I said, environment, the vehicle, the time, and the you, if you're not developing the right you for every single level, you're going to be brought back down to that level. Okay. But every single time I realize that I'm in this pattern again, I always just, I refer back to these four things. I say, okay, so I'm in a new thing now. Am I in the right environment right now for the new goal that I have? It's where you got to start. You know, this might've been, I've moved tables and now they're a new table, but the people who got you to where you are, aren't going to be with people who need to get you to where you need to go. 
So perhaps I'm, you're sitting at this new table and you're going, fuck yeah, I made the leap. I finally got here. The food's great here. Then you look over there and you go, oh, another table. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to go to the new table, it's going to be a new journey, new failures, new new excuses, new beliefs, new stretches, new pushing your comfort zone, new environment, a new you. Yeah. But it all starts with having the courage. People, I think, just get too obsessed with trying to control the journey. And you've got to let go because you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only do it looking back. You can't, before you start your podcast, you can't go and teach someone how to build a successful podcast. But you can look back in one, two, three, five years from now and say, look, here's how you do it. This is how I did it. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. I spent the last one year building you know a top 100 podcast i've got some of the best guests in the world i've been able to put on stages all around the world virtual stages like the most incredible things i've generated nearly fifty thousand dollars in extra income from the podcast alone and i just actually just got sick of people asking me hey how do you do that so now i'm actually working on writing a book and launching a course teaching people exactly how to start a podcast build a podcast launch it and make money from it effectively. Like how to build their own brand from it. Because now I can connect the dots looking back. I said, oh, that's... Because like one day I'm speaking on this stage next to people who I used to idolize, being like, you're the reason I started in this game. Now we're on the stage together and not even just sharing a stage, my event. I created my own personal event and I had some of my old mentors, now good friends speaking at my event with me. And I was mind blown. It all happened because my podcast. You know, and I get to look back and now teach people and say, here's how you do it if you want to do what I did. But I can never do it looking forward. You can't control it. And it's always really, it's it's to kind of summarize what I'm saying here. You got to start with the end in mind. You got to start with the vision. You got to start with that goal and then have absolutely no attachment on the how. Yeah. People try to control the how and they say, they think it's going to be this way. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. But you know what? You can't, you can get everything in this world you want, guaranteed. You can have everything you want, but I can't guarantee you that you're going to get there the way you think you're going to get there. Let me tell you this funny story. Yes, go for it. When I was, when I was living in Bali, we went out to one of the other islands, went to Flores Island because they just opened up this amazing resort. It's like one of the best resorts in all Indonesia. It's like the, the shit, incredible overlooking the coral reef. It was gorgeous. We went there, it was quite it was about six or $700 per night. Like it's a very nice place. And we get there and lots of things just started to go wrong. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a $700 night hotel, but I don't complain about things. I just accept it. I accept all offers, whatever is on the table, whatever the world presents me today, I go with it. And that's just the way it is as how it's meant to be. I don't bother about complaining. I give feedback. I don't complain. I'm not going to be like, Ooh. I just deal with it. Oh, let's accept it. Yeah, here's a new challenge for me today. How about like, you know what I mean? So anyway, lots of things started to go wrong. There was a water leak in the in the, in the the bedroom. It, it got pretty bad, right? And so we just mentioned, hey, by the way, is there any chance we could maybe switch rooms? Like every time we get in the shower, the water actually goes all through the butt into the bedroom. You might want to fix that. So they changed the rooms. We changed the rooms. We get there. Then something else is broken. I think it was the TV. The TV wasn't working. We're like, man, I just want to have a movie night tonight. No one... I said, all right, cool. No movie night tonight. Let's go explore. So we just change it. And then what happened was a few more things started to go wrong and they felt so bad. And they said to us, they go, hey, look, 
would love to invite you down for a seafood dinner tonight. Like this is the most the prestigious beachfront seafood dinner this island has to offer. It was about $200 per head in Indonesia, by the way. That's freaking... That's right. a lot. <laughs> Come down, have, have it on us. It's on us. And I said to Cameron, my girlfriend, I said, hey, you know what I'm going to manifest? Because I'm a great manifester. I'm going to manifest them actually just giving all the money back to this hotel. We're going to get it for free this week. That's how it's going to be. And she goes, yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. I said, beautiful. It's done. It's already done. When we check out, they're giving us a refund. And I didn't do it in a shit. I didn't mention anything. I said, this is what they got to do. You can get everything you want in life. You can't control how you get it. Mm. We go to the seafood dinner. Amazing seafood dinner. Ate a lot of food. That night, I got seafood poisoning. <laughs> I had the doctor into the room. I was hooked up on IV drips. I was sweating bullets. I've never been so sick in my freaking life. I was dying. And the next day... You, you bet your ass they gave us the money back. They felt so bad. They were like, we cannot believe how bad of a stay you've had here with us. To top it off, we gave you this dinner. Now you got sick. I had to go to hospital and everything. Like I got fucked up. And they said, look, we can, you can have a complete refund. Okay. And I said, I'm going to be careful what I manifest next time. So you can have- Are you a little bit you- more clear now these days? <laughs> yes, I'm very clear. Yes, 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 yes. So that's the thing. You can ask for whatever you want and you have to be very clear, but not too clear on how you get it because the universe has different ways. You cannot connect the dots looking forward. So now if I could float through to the future and say, would it, was it worth getting seafood poisoning? No, I would have rather just pay. Right. I tell you what, when I was 21, if I could fast forward to my, well, so if I could go back to my 21 year old self now and say to him, was the journey worth it? It's absolutely fucking yes. Yep, hundred percent. I love that. You obviously didn't have the right crystals with you at the time, to No, um, I needed you with me. Yeah, hundred percent. You just yeah. needed to send me a message to do just like a little um, hippie rain dance ritual or something. But <laughs> actually, I was there, like, give him poisoning, give him poisoning. Yeah, probably was you. <laughs> yes, I feel like I was like the most random. I feel like we would have been friends as kids. Like, you know how there's some people you like, I'm not sure we ever would have crossed paths, but I feel like for some reason there would have been that like trickster energy of like, yeah, we're just going to like tear shit up. And I'm glad that we probably didn't come across each other at that time because I'm in such a better mature. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. After together when we're immature, might, might not have been good, hey? Dude, um, I actually love that you also, again, read my mind in terms of going to the six basic human needs versus values and like how have your needs changed from, I guess, operating from a space of, you know, you were craving certainty at one point, but you were operating so much out of risk and uncertainty. And, and when, we're, when we're looking for certainty, a lot of the time people are in their sympathetic um survival mode and like what do you do now to switch yourself into like what brings you joy what brings you happiness yeah so it's funny i actually love living a life of uncertainty i love rolling the dice i love i have a coin flipper app on my phone and that makes that makes 99 percent of the decisions for me i kid you not 
like last night we, I wanted to go I wanted to go out Latin dancing like salsa and bachata yes. and I was like because it's on once a week and I wasn't really feeling it but I was like oh, I kind of want to go but I kind of don't want to go so I said flip a coin and the coin said go so I said okay and I just go and no more decisions yeah. no more wasted thinking should I should I not because what's going to happen is you're going to make a decision you're going to do it and then you're going to realize from your actions and your results will tell you if that was the right decision or not. Then yeah. next time you've just got a little bit more evidence to maybe help you make a decision on your own. That's how it works. So I love uncertainty. Like I love just going with the flow. Like I had all my shit stolen in Colombia one day, my passport and everything. That was a great experience. That was really funny. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is really cool that all my shit got stolen. Can't leave the country. How about we go check out this new city? Cause I wasn't even planning to check out Bogota, but let's see this city for a week. How cool is this? How like, I'm so grateful that I have the ability to be able to do this. Like, I was just chilling. Like, it was cool. Then what happened was I found out that we had meetings in LA. And I couldn't get into LA because you can't get in there without a legit passport. So, I got an emergency passport. I said, which other countries will let me in? So, lo and behold, my favorite country in the world, Mexico, welcome me with open arms all the time. They give me a tequila shot on the way in. You know, and they're like, hey, you can come into Mexico. So, I went to Mexico and just chilled there for like a month indefinitely until I could find a way to get home that yeah. didn't involve me having to fly through Canada, China, or the US because they were all the countries that needed a legit passport and I couldn't get one. So I was like, well, I don't care. I'll just chill in Mexico. I'll just go with the flow and whatever happens, happens. So I love uncertainty. I, yeah. I thrive. It's amazing. So I had to learn to bring a little bit more certainty into my life because what I realized to really kind of go to a new level, I need a little bit more certainty. I need to be a little bit more grounded, yeah. you know? So I need to not just wing things all the time. I need to create a little bit of certainty. So I have put a lot of that in place. And part of that is actually living in Australia again, where for the last three years, I was just living out of a suitcase and in an airport and Airbnbs. And I love that. But now I love just having a home again. So, so it's great. Um, what was the second part of this question again? It was like, how have you moved from those needs? Oh, what to... makes me happy? Oh, yeah, all... what... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So keeping like a bit of uh, keeping a bit of a balance. So I realized last year what keeps me happy is living in my values, and that's what keeps everybody happy. Yeah. Could you, you run through your, your values? Value? Oh, you said that. Just say them again, because there was love, three. Love, success, and fun. They're my top three. Yeah. So I need to be loving what I'm doing. I do yeah. what I love. I love what I do, and that's an attitude. There's lots of things that I don't really like, but I got no option. So I can either love them or not love them and to love it and just enjoy the process and get fascinated about people I could meet or whatever. Um, that's just, it's just fun, you know? So when I'm in those values, so about this time last year, I started to realize that I was getting a little bit unhappy and it was crazy because I was living in this $6 million waterfront mansion with a bunch of my mates here on the Gold Coast. We hired this absolute mansion. Mm. And I was like, so how, how can I be sitting here and watching the sunsets, drinking champagne a lot, going, hmm, I'm not quite happy. And then I realized because I wasn't creating anything new, success, and I wasn't having as much fun. And I was feeling guilty about having fun. That's the thing. So if I was to just go out on a hike, I'd feel guilty that I wasn't doing something. So I started to actually pull in and remind myself that I've built this lifestyle because I want a life by design. And if that means I want to wake up today and go for a hike or I want to go for a surf or go get on a plane, go to another city, then I do that. But I schedule it in so it's not complete uncertainty. So what I start to do now is I have this little colorful hat. I put all the days of the week into it 
And once a week, I'll pull out one random day. And that's the day I have off this week. And I have guilt-free fun. So that's a little bit of uncertainty for me. Yeah. And so that's, that's how I I like to know that I'm working towards some just, I like to have fun. So, but to answer your question, staying happy, I think the reason why people aren't happy is because they're just living a life outside their values. And to even top on that, a story topper, like, no, not even, but it's when we stop seeing things in through the lens of newness, like when you think of like a kid growing up, every single thing is exciting, right? Like they're, it's like, oh, like I can pretend to talk or like, oh, I'm trying to walk and crawl. But we reach this point when we're like seven, when we, it's like we've kind of learnt everything. Our hemisphere joins, like both, both hemispheres of the brain join and we, we start to move through life just going, okay, like, yeah, I can do that. I've done that. And we stop seeing, you know, our friendships, our partners with newness and, um, like for you to bring in that level of uncertainty, I actually feel like I'm going to implement that into my routine as well. Cause, um, yeah, lo and behold, my, one of my highest needs is variety and, you know, like I also need certainty to be able to allow this business and, and the work that I love to do to propel forward. So it's understanding that and not getting like downer depressed by it. Um, I know we were booked up till two, but if you've got a little bit more time, would you just be able to speak to what your top resources are in terms of podcasts, if it's not your own, um, or like the last book you read? And I'd love to know what your random last Google search was, dude. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, so podcasts. Podcasts. What do I listen to? So uh, this this guy, uh, one of one of my friends, it was called, it's now called the Chris Harder show. Um, jump on, listen to him. The Chris Harder show. It's all about money mindset. Freaking phenomenal. Uh, yeah, absolutely. My show dream out loud. Uh, that's I'm pretty biased. Um, but I think that's good. Um, and my other mate, Joel Brown addicted to success. He's got one of, uh, that's, he's really helped me kind of start in the whole self-development world and sort of see the whole personal branding space and all of that. So, um, I love it. Um, the last book I actually read was, what do you call it? The Alchemist. Oh, I love that book. Yeah. Yes. Kind yes. of interesting book. Yeah. Um, my last Google search. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So oh, nothing too exciting. Nothing too exciting. Uh, it's where is a boat's bow? Because I'm actually <laughs> doing my, um, I'm actually doing my advanced paddy certification right now. And because we're going to, this is how much I leave things at the last minute. We're yeah. going on a, a, uh, a scuba trip up North next week at some point to, I don't know where we're flying. I, f- I forget where we're flying. I'll find out the day before. Um, Cause that's how I live my life. I live right here where I am. And I need to be an advanced certified diver to do the trip. And I'm still <laughs> doing my theory right now. And I just wheeled and deal with him. I said, let's, do, let's just get me qualified on the trip. How about that? So we're, we're scuba diving like this, this shipwreck. It's going to be phenomenal. So I was sitting there Googling some of the answers <laughs> while I was doing the test. That's You've why just I been busted, it. busted. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, um, have you ever seen, I'm going to give you some homework for your next team meeting. Um, but if, have you seen Impractical Jokers and the work that they do? No. Oh, dude, 
get on that immediately. It's like a four, it's a, it's a group of four best friends. Um, and they were, they were, they've been friends since high school, but they essentially dare each other to their greatest fears and they do it publicly. And so it's like public humiliation and shaming, but they just have absolutely no stuffs in the world. Like they're in shopping centers doing, and it's not like, you know, it's some stuff is pretty out there, but I think us just being who we are, I just know you'll love it. And I feel like you should implement it for, your teams because you have the personality to be able to pull that off and make it really fucking hilarious so um I expect a video or a message to say oh my god I'm doing this I'm in the middle of a shopping center and this is hilarious <laughs> what was their names again the impractical jokers okay I love it I'll check it out yeah amazing so where can people work with you legend or reach out to you what's the best way that you will get back to them yeah so come find me on instagram that's my that's my number one spot morgan cool. t nelson yep. um my my podcast is dream out loud um but yeah getting connected with me is just through instagram hit me up there i do have like a link tree on there we can kind of go freaking find it like i work with people one-on-one do one-on-one coaching mindset uh we work with people help them build a healthier body and a healthier bank account so i actually have a team of people then we help people kind of create an additional income stream and crush it online um and what we're about to launch is what's actually is if anyone's ever thought about creating a podcast getting their message out there and building their own audience and being able to monetize it is that's exactly what uh, i'm literally launching this week so i'm super fired up about that as well you it's been awesome getting to chat to you and i know that i'm not going to be the only one who has gotten value from what you said but also just had a good old giggle and tried to hold back from laughing and saying yes to absolutely everything that you said um so thank you for carving out some time your energy and yeah just your wisdom at such a such an incredible age and such an incredible story that you know i hope I just know you'll continue to be telling. So it's pretty inspiring. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. You're a freaking legend as well. I can't wait to see where you take the show. <laughs> totally. Um, and if we ever catch up in person or if you're over this way, just, yeah, send a message and definitely do something random and it would be hilarious. Maybe skydiving. <laughs> Shit. Did I say yes to that? Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. I really enjoyed recording it and I truly hope that you feel lighter, more inspired and that it really has added value to you or maybe somebody that you shared it with. Keep tuning in and please subscribe, like and share this episode or the episode that you love the most on your social media page and tag me in it and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And if you're not on the social media train, that's cool. Just reach out to me via text or email and I'll get back to you there. The more feedback that you continue to give, the more value I can continue to give back to you. And with that, I'm signing out with oceans of love and light. Loth. Thank you.